What's up, everyone? This is James Quilty, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Your Faith podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about what do you do when nothing in your life seems to be working? Has there ever been a time in your life where you want to accomplish something, you want a better marriage, you're struggling in some area, and you hear these words come out of your mouth? Well, I'm just, I'm waiting on where God leads me. Well, I believe that that one statement is why so many Christians are failing and not experiencing the blessings that God has for them. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode. So let's get to it. As followers of Christ, we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives. The big question is, how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity? Is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have? Or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car? And is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago and through the scriptures I found timeless principles that not only answer these simple questions but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith podcast. So like I said in the intro, has there ever been a time where you have been praying for something or having the Lord answer some sort of prayer. And it could be in your finances, it could be in your health, it could be in your your marriage or your relationships. Has there ever been something? Of course there is, right? Because we go through struggles, you know, all the time. It just uh you know seems like you know that is what life is all about, you know, overcoming these uh these struggles. But I, I digress. Um but have you ever uh heard Maybe you have said this, or you've heard somebody say in church, whether it be a pastor or somebody in your life group, where they're like, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me for this particular situation? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting on where the Lord leads me, or I'm just, I'm just waiting for, you know, the Lord to, to give me some direction. Have you ever heard that? And that is what I truly believe is what holds people back, Christians specifically. And what do I mean by that? Well, it says in Proverbs 10.4, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. What was King Solomon trying to let us know? He was trying to tell us that those people that just kind of sit back and wait, they end up becoming poor. Nothing happens. Their dreams or goals or whatever it is that they want to um, happen in their life never happens. But it is the diligent that brings the diligent hands bring wealth those people who are actively pursuing and doing something and doing it consistently and doing it over and over again that is where the blessing comes in right and he uses wealth but it um that principle just applies to you know anything that you want to happen in your life right finances health um or you know good good relationships and i find it fascinating that so many christians are always sitting back and waiting Right. And now I'm not talking about, you know, uh, doing things of the world, you know, trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder or anything like that. But what I am trying to say is, is that Jesus modeled this particular passage um, when he gave the Great Commission to his disciples 
And I believe that that is exactly what he wants us to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating that if you look at people in the world, all right, and just, just again, take your uh, super spiritual eyes out of the picture, but just look at people in the world, right? People that are something that maybe you would like to be like, or, you know, people who have like a high status or, or something like that, right? Have you ever noticed that uh, they are diligent in their work efforts? Now, some of them are very worldly, absolutely, and I'm not uh, negating that, and I'm certainly not, you know, saying that, you know, we should be doing exactly, you know, what the world is doing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, is that why so many rich people or why so many evil people are successful and um, why so many, uh, you know, Christians are unsuccessful, Right? Why is that? And I believe it comes down to what this passage says in ten four uh, Proverbs. You know, ten four is because they are diligently working towards something. Right? And obviously, it's <laughs> towards um, you know they, they have nefarious uh, you know, intention. Right? But they're still applying the principle. Right? And so, as us as Christians need to understand something that. God's principles, they work regardless of who you are or um, what your lifestyle is. You know, he has put these in place and they work regardless, just like gravity. Gravity does not care if you are uh, super spiritual or you are evil. It doesn't care if you are saved or you are of the world. It's going to work regardless. Does that make any sense? So um, if something is not working in your life and you find yourself sitting back and I'm just waiting on the Lord, we use that as a crutch. Um, instead of taking action and moving towards something. And I'm, I'm going to read to you a passage that is in Mark at the very end of uh, the book. Um, and it's uh, chapter 16, very last verse. And it says, After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of the Father. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied them. So what does that even mean? What does that mean? Well, Jesus gave them a direction on what he wanted them to do. And what did they do? They went out and they did it. And then it said that Jesus worked alongside him. It didn't say that they sat in their room. Well, I'm just waiting for the Lord, you know, his direction. I'm just waiting to see where the Lord is going to uh, you know, lead me. No, he gave them the direction and they went out and they did it. And as they were doing it, do you think that they did it perfectly? Absolutely not. But Jesus was right there with them, working alongside of them, right? And then in Acts, this is what I find funny and I find fascinating because this is where I find a lot of us as Christians are at. And this is in the first um, chapter in Acts. Um, and we're going to pick up in verse, um, let's see, uh, verse uh, 10, okay? So, and then it says, they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, talking about when Jesus was ascending up into heaven, when suddenly uh, two, two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. <laughs> uh, and then and the, and the next uh, passage in verse 12, it says that then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives. Well, isn't that fascinating? So Jesus gave them the direction, which is the Great Commission, and then he ascended up into heaven, right? And they're sitting there and they're watching him. And then a cloud came over and it covered his ascension. But they're still looking up 
standing around looking up into heaven. And then God had to send uh, two angels to said, men of Galilee, what in the world are you doing? Why are you standing around? You got work to do. Jesus already went up into heaven. He will come back that same way, right? And so, so many of us, when we are struggling, yes, we need to go to the Lord in prayer. But our next thing is we need to get up off our feet and we need to start moving, right? We have to stop standing around, looking up into the sky, hoping that God is just going to drop something onto our shoulders, right? Now, a lot of times when we're praying for something, he will give us some inspiration, some idea, or he'll lead us to what? Reading a book or taking a course or, you know, a YouTube, you know, now we have, you know, YouTube, but, you know, something on the internet, some sort of, you know, uh, video that we could watch that will start moving us in that direction, but so many of us, because we are in the church, we seem to think that once we pray, you know, God is just going to open some magical door. It's going to fall down out of heaven. And that's not how it works. We need to actually be with our feet in our hands, moving towards a direction. Let me give you an example. So a lot of us, um, or I say a lot, of, a lot of Christians are always struggling with finances, right? And the one of the biggest issues is they are in a career path that is paying them a fixed income. Right. So let's say that, you know, you're working for a company doing like whatever, and they're paying you like $3,000 a month. Right. And, you know, like anything, what happens? Well, our income stays the same, but prices are always fluctuating, right? Things are going up. Things are getting expensive. We want to buy a new house. I, we just had, you know, X amount. Of, you know, we just had like, you know, uh, you know a, a big family. So now we're having children. We need a bigger home, right? And so now it costs more. But the th funny thing is, is that our income is not going up, right? Our income doesn't go up with prices. It stays the, the same. So what do we need to do? We need to figure out a way to make more money. But what most people do is they stay in that career path, or right, they stay in that job that is, you know, a basically it's a contract. Let's be honest, right? You go to a company and they're looking for somebody to fill a position. If this is the position, this is the responsibilities, these are the hours, and if you uh, and for the person that we hire, this is what we're going to pay them, right? You either can say yes or you can say no. Nowhere in that contract does it say that you know what every year I'm going to give you a raise. Now they may do that, you know, as an incentive or a bonus, and that's great. But for the most part, most people they're going to be working at a fixed income. Okay. Right. So you need to figure out a way of increasing your income. And, but what do we do? We stay in that job. And if, you know, we think that if we work harder and, you know, if, if we're more diligent, then we're going to be rewarded. And yes, that is, um, that is true. And yes, people who are diligent will, um, you know, be rewarded. But if there's no, uh, positions that are open above you, you can work as hard as you want. But the fact of the matter is, is that you, entered into a contract to do X, Y, and Z and to be paid this amount of money. Now, the company, it's not the company's responsibility to keep your pay um, you know, equivalent to what's going on in, in the world, right? They still have expenses that they have to um, to cover, right? Um, and, and so... So what do we do? We pray for God. God, you know, um, help us. You, we, our bills are going up. We're not able to cover everything. What do I need to do, right? And then we sit and then we wait and we wait. And then we pray and then we ask God, God, give us some direction. God, what do I need to do? I'm just waiting on the Lord. And then you go to church and what does church say? Well, you know what? You don't do things of the world. You know, you're always trying to make it out on your own when, you know, in reality, you know what? God has already got this. I hear that all the time. And it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Yes, God is in control. Yes, God controls everything, but we have to do something. Look in Acts. What do those angels say? Hey, you guys keep standing around. God's got this. 
No, I told him, why are you standing around? You got work to do. What did it say in um in um you know the uh the passage you know previously in um in Luke, right? Or excuse me, um in, in Mark. What did it say? It said that the the disciples went out and preached and Jesus worked alongside of them and confirmed the word that he gave them. Does that make any sense? Which means we need to go out and take some action. So going back to that um, example that I gave you about uh, your finances, well, what is something that you can do? Well, I need to figure out how to make some more money, right? So what's the um, the easiest way to go and do something? Get onto Google and you know uh, Google in how to make, let's say you need to make an extra $2,000, right, to cover all your bills. How do I make an extra $2,000, right, without having to leave my job or something like that, right? We have this awesome thing called the internet. We have this awesome search engine called Google that you could actually go in and type in and it'll give you some answers, right? And then from you taking that action, guess what? Then God will start to help and guide and direct you into a path that will help you solve that problem. Does that make any sense? Which confirms, just like it said, God, Jesus worked alongside of what? Of the disciples, and he confirmed his word that he gave them. What is his word? Everything that's written in the Bible. So confirming Proverbs 10, 4, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. The principle behind that means you need to be into action and you need to be diligently being in action, taking steps. That doesn't mean that um, all the steps that you take are going to uh, be correct, right? You're going to, if you're learning something new, you're going to be making some mistakes. But if you are diligent and you don't uh, waver. You don't sit around. You don't do. Um, you don't uh, just you know, wait for something to happen. God is going to bless that, and the blessing is that is that you're going to get a result, and it promises, it, and He confirms that He works alongside of you. So many Christians forget that passage. Jesus didn't say, "I'm going to take care of everything." You just need to sit back. It said the disciples went out. What were they doing? They were taking the action first. They were actually in motion, and it said Jesus went alongside of them and he confirmed the word that he gave them. So all of the things that are in the scriptures, guess what? When we are moving and taking action, the Lord will work alongside of us to confirm the words that he promised. So if you are struggling in some sort of area, you're not making enough money in your career, um, your marriage is not working, um, you um, are, are having a health challenge, right? Whatever it may be, you first need to be getting into action. What is the easiest thing? Well, go and find and go and look for somebody that has what you have and try to model what they're doing, right? And so, okay, let's just uh, say, for instance, you want to get healthy. Well, is there somebody around you that is already um, at the health or at the uh, the has the the health that you want for whatever reason right then you need to model uh, what they're doing take them out to lunch if it is somebody in your church or um if there's somebody who's already written a book or has a video course or something like that go purchase that right and then what's going to happen as you are doing that and as you start following those steps the lord is going to move alongside of you and he's going to confirm his word and i also want to uh you know bring up in Proverbs, where it says, all work 
brings a profit. That means every single action that you are taking moving towards whatever goal or you know whatever um, you know uh, challenge that you're trying to overcome, all work works. All work brings a profit. That means there's nothing that you're going to be doing that is uh, going to be worthless because God in his word promises that all work works. Does that make any sense? And I know I've said this in past uh, in you know past uh, uh, episodes, but I want to, again, I want to reiterate this because so many Christians are struggling, but they're sitting around trying to be super spiritual saying, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting for, you know, um, God, you know, to guide me. Well, you can go ahead and do that. But it says in Proverbs 10, 4, that lazy hands bring, make a man poor. That means if you're just sitting back waiting on the Lord, guess what? Whatever situation that you want it to change, it's not going to change. If you are sick, let's just say that you are struggling with an illness, okay? Um, you know, let's say you got a bad report from the, from the doctor. And he says, yeah, high cholesterol, right? And he says that, you know, unless you, you know, do something, um, you're going to end up having a heart attack or something like that, right? Do you really think that God wants you to sit back and it's like, okay, I'm just going to pray for the Lord. And you continue to start doing the things that you've been doing. And you're going to expect a different result? Absolutely not. What do you need to do? Well, the first thing you need to do is, um, you know, you need to cut out those high, you know, foods that are causing you, um, that is causing your cholesterol to go up, right? The, the very first thing you do is ask your doctor, okay, well, what do I need to do to change uh, my my uh, cholesterol? Well, you need to go ahead and start, um, you know, eating more uh, fruits and vegetables. Okay, check. Guess what? Proverbs 10.4, but a diligent hand brings wealth. Oh, I got to be diligent. I got to eat my fruits and vegetables, right? Start doing those things and then guess what's going to happen? When you're praying to the Lord to direct me, help me with this cholesterol, I guess he's going to work alongside of you and he's going to confirm his word. But the first thing that you need to do is you actually need to be doing something, right? What happened with the uh, people of Israel, right? God guided them, but they first had to leave Egypt, Right? He told them that I'm going to uh, you know, send an angel, but I wanted you to pack. You got to get all your stuff you know, ready. Get ready to leave. And then as soon as that happened, they moved out of you know, um, Egypt, right? And then he directed them on where he wanted them to go. Abraham. Abraham was uh, in, his, uh, you know, in his father's you know, house. And then the Lord came to him and said, I am going to lead you to um, a place and you're going to be the father of many nations. What did he have to do? Abraham had to get up and he had to go. And the Lord said, I will tell you where to go. He didn't tell him specifically where to go. He said, I am going to tell you or I'm going to guide you. And uh, Abraham collected all of his stuff and he had to start moving. And then the Lord walked alongside him. Do you see how all of the things in the scriptures just basically complement each other? There's no contradiction. What happens is, is that when we come into a passage and we think that it's contradicting another passage, God's word never contradicts anything. It always confirms it. So if we think that there's something that's contradictory, guess what? It's usually because the meaning that we've assigned to it is faulty. And so we need to go back and we need to rethink like, oh, wait a minute. God cannot lie. God's word is always true. God's word confirms his own word. So that means if, that, if I'm looking at this and I'm thinking it and it seems to be contradicting God's word, it, I'm the problem. Does that make any sense? So I wanted to do this uh, podcast to um, impress upon you that, yes, we are to pray. And yes, we are to pray endlessly, but we are also supposed to be working with the Lord. We need to be taking some sort of action. Don't be one of those super spiritual Christians that are like, I'm just waiting on the Lord and just not doing anything because that is going to confirm the passage in Proverbs 10, 4 about lazy hands make a man poor. 
nothing is going to happen. You're not going to see any blessings. And yes, there are certain times where we have supernatural blessings. Absolutely. But remember the uh, the podcast that I did that said there's two types of blessings. There's the supernatural where God will heal you immediately or answer your prayer immediately. But then there's also the blessing where we have to actually do some work. Remember the blind man where Jesus put the mud on his eyes and he told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam? Remember that? He, had, he told the blind man, go and wash. He didn't tell him where it is. He didn't guide him. He didn't say, here, I'm going to take you to it. He told him, go. We don't know if he was right there by the pool. We don't even know if that person, that blind man was near the pool. But what we do know is that he found a way to get to that pool and he washed and he got his blessing. I truly believe that most of the blessings that God has for us are not the are not the um the miraculous, but they are the ones where we have to actually go wash in the pool of Siloam. And most Christians are not doing that. We're waiting for the miraculous, and that's why we don't get the blessings. The blessings are there. God promises that he will walk alongside us, but we have to actually be taking some sort of action in your health, in your finances, in your marriage. If you are being one of those Christians that are just sitting back and saying, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord and not actually taking some sort of action, guess what? That prayer is not going to be answered. The Lord wants us to actually be into action. And I truly believe that there's a lot of angels that are sitting there going, hey, Christian, why are you standing around looking up into the sky? <laughs> right? We need to start moving and God will move along with us. You want to see change in your life? I promise you that change is on the other side of you taking some sort of action. So whatever you're struggling with, move towards trying to solve that and God will walk alongside you and confirm his word, which is he will produce that result. But we first have to be diligent and we have to be in action. That is what is meant. And I truly believe the Christian walk, the Christian life. It is about us to model what Jesus has already done with us. So the people of the world will see, wow, what I'm doing <laughs> sucks. What I'm doing is not working. What these Christians are doing and what this, this thing that they're believing in, there's something to that. I need to find out more. Does that make any sense? The results that we're looking for in our life is not just for us to experience you know, a blessing and so we can have an awesome life, which yes, that is part of it. But the, um, the, biggest, ish, or say the, the biggest reason for us to succeed in life is for us to model the goodness of God to those people who are lost. I'm here to tell you, most people are looking on the outside, seeing how our lives suck just as bad as theirs, but we're trying to tell them about this Jesus. They don't want to have anything to do with it because they're like, yeah, right, you're just a shyster. You know, why should I listen to you? Because your life, you know, huh, you're just like me. You are struggling in your marriage. And you know what? You're struggling in your finances, but you're telling me that Jesus and everything is all you know, great and everything. They're not going to listen. You are required to walk the walk that Jesus already did before us to model to other people his goodness. And that's just the way that he's laid out for us, right? So when you succeed, it's not just for you. It's for those people that are struggling and looking for some answers. That's why I find it so interesting that, um, that most, or I find it uh, fascinating that most Christians forget that. And they forget about being successful and they forget about, you know, walking in the steps of Christ. It, yes, it leads us to heaven. And yes, we have a heavenly um, blessing in heaven. But what we do here on the earth matters to the people that are lost. And if you are not showing them a better way if you, through your life and through your actions and uh, allowing God's you know, blessings to flow through your life as a model for those other people, we are missing out on so many people. And that's why I, I believe so many people are leaving the church. Why? Because 
they're not getting any of their answers. They're not getting the direction that they need to, how do I walk through this life? I was not put here on this earth, you know, just to completely struggle and, you know, to be miserable, um, you know, for X amount of years. That's not God's design, right? Yes, we are to have challenges, but those challenges are there so God can show through, so he can work through us to model for those other people. Well, that's all that I have for you. I hope you got some value out of this. If you're struggling with something, yes, continue to pray, but also start taking some action so Jesus can walk alongside you to solve that problem so you can be a blessing to those uh, people that are around you, that are watching, that are desperately needing a Savior. But they need to see it first. They need to see it with their eyes. We are saved. We live by faith. It doesn't say that those people that don't believe have to live by faith. They need to see it first. Does that make any sense? So I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for spending time with me. And as always, I'm going to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors him.